So now is the point of the show where we're going to talk about Star Wars Celebration 23. Yeah, let's go. So the first thing, and this is to me the most exciting piece outside of the Ahsoka um, trailer that we'll talk about at the end. At the end. These are not the endings you're looking for. Um, Visions Season 2 drops May fucking 4th. May 4th. Like, not like we didn't even know this was coming. No, I, I had no idea Visions 2 was coming that quickly. And maybe it's because of the extended universe thing, JJ, or whatever it yeah. is, because we have all these different studios doing their own episode that they can yeah. do this. But it's amazing. I'm get, we're getting nine new episodes May 4th. So when Man, Mando has, what, three episodes left this week? That's yeah. 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 This is going to start the week after Mando ends. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. And what's even more exciting to me is that this, uh, Disney slash Lucasfilm has reached out internationally to a bunch of different um, different studios in different countries this year, not necessarily only in Japan. So it's just really interesting. I actually got to uh, watch the panel as they were interviewing the, uh, the various um, animation studios that did this and just kind of hear their um their their creative process and their inspiration for how they created each one of these episodes and man there are a few on here that i'm so excited to watch and see how they how they draw out the stories according from their their perspective from their point of view yeah so happy super super happy at that heck yeah all right the next big announcement was Bad Batch Season 3. We're getting Palpatine back. Actual Palpatine. Ian McDermott is confirmed, officially confirmed for Season 3. Oh my, yeah. It's a super, super exciting. I cannot wait to follow up this. I've actually about two episodes left here for Bad Batch. It's been getting so good, and I am so excited to see what they do for season three. Um, and actually just watching the panel, uh, seeing the various um, voice actors come on for Bad Batch, uh, it, man, like it, it was just awesome to see um how they do all the voices and the 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 process for how they create all the different um like designs and everything in the uh in the series it just gets me so hyped to see bad batch season three i'm so excited yeah so obviously they got omega and i don't care it sucks to be you jj we're gonna ruin it you know omega gets kidnapped it's official if you watch anything you should know this um yeah. by now and yeah. so it sucks to be you um, and the best part is we see her and Crosshair together. Like, yeah. so even though we lost tech, spoiler alert, I, I, whatever. I don't, again, it's already been out. If you watch celebration, they talked all about it. They had a whole panel where she talked about how sad it was. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I think this is huge. Um, huge, 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 huge. Uh, there's going to be a huge monster. Um, the trailer is not officially out, but there was a trailer you could see if you got it really quickly. Um, when they uh released it, and they're looking at an early 2024 roughly release date for that. Yep, excited for that. And then the next announcement that they have on here is season two of Tales of the Jedi. Now they just teased the second season for it. We still don't have any info or any release dates for it, but uh, they will continue with that episodic type uh, style of the of first season. Uh, of course, first season focused mainly on Count Dooku and Ahsoka. Uh, here's hoping to them following uh, even more. Like I, I, I would love to see other characters involved in it. Maybe following like Cassian Andor. That would be kind of cool to see like some of his, um, some of his uh, his background uh, for Tales of the Jedi or something like that. Or uh, even like following uh, sequel trilogy stuff. You know, uh, follow uh, uh, maybe introducing Finn as a as a new Jedi or maybe following more stuff for Rey as well. Uh, would be kind of cool to see that that path. Um, yeah, and so I, I, we don't know 
anything other than there's a season two of it. That's all we know. We do know exactly. that they follow Count Duca and Ahsoka. Ahsoka. So obviously the reason behind that piece of it was impromptu for the Ahsoka show. So there's a reason they did that. Um, so mm -hmm. depending on when they release it, I think Andor might come out before this. I don't yeah, know, though. Most likely, yeah. Or, or at least can, at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it might help out or it might not. They also have something called Young Jedi, which is a kid show coming out May 4th. I'll be frank and say I will not watch it. I do not care. We will not cover it on the show. It is not going to be something Tanner has any interest in. We uh, need a two-hour special dedicated to this one. Yep, sure. You stream it with all the fancy intros and everything, and uh, you edit the show, and you can happily cover all of the Young Jedi Adventures stuff. Yeah, for those who, who actually may consider watching it, it, this one is set during the era of the High Republic. Uh, this is the first show that would actually be featured for that time, uh, just showing, you know, these kitty adventures for these uh, Jedi in training in there. Uh, the biggest star on that tr on that uh, that trailer that they show is Nubs, who appears to be a blue Ewok, apparently. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, definitely a kitty show that's coming out there. Um, I'm it's watching Bubble it Guppies in Star Wars. It's and Bubble Guppies in Star Wars, <laughs> and that's fine. Your daughter is what four or five? You know, she's like six. She's six, but yes, Aaron, she's, she's still, still yeah. she still likes it. She still she's, likes it. She's a little old for for it. Hey, anything that gets into Star Wars and eventually play X-Men on the table, we'll do it, bro. Well, that's never going to happen. She <laughs> might get into Star Wars, but you're probably out of luck on the uh, on the uh, playing the X-Wing there. So I will say, what's the uh, show God, with Bob Goblin in it? God oh, damn gosh. it. I know, you, I know your kid watches this show. She has to. It's like super popular. It's got Bob yeah. Goblin. Like I'm Bob Goblin. Anyway, we're gonna yeah. move on. Yeah. You figure it out. I I don't know. Which, I don't have young kids anymore. So, like, and by the time my grandkids are old enough, I'm not gonna give them this type of stuff. Like shit, I was letting my my son when this came. So your daughter is six. My son was three or four when he started watching Batman the Animated Series. We didn't watch this type of stuff. We watched Batman the Animated Series, the original like animated X Wings or X Men series. Nice. Um. The original Spider-Man series. We we didn't watch this stuff. I, I'm actually going through Spider-Man right now. I uh, I don't have the Batman series, but that's definitely one I want to watch again with her. Well, it's on HBO. If you need uh, help watching oh, HBO, hey, you should nice. uh, message me and I can help you out. Just you, no one else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, the next one, and, th and this is where I kind of usually like I'm a little weirded out by comics because I don't buy comics like I used to because I don't have the room for them. Um, but my stepson told me if I let him move home, he will let me have his Marvel subscription <laughs> so I can start reading these. <laughs> um, which means I probably need to get an iPad or something, I guess, because I don't have an iPad anymore or anything to read comics on. Um, and I don't read books, I listen to them on audio. Like I don't actually physically read anything outside of like news stuff. Like I listen to everything. I just I don't know. I'm weird like that, I guess. But they this one was interesting to me because it's the dark droids. So to me, this is like triple zero BT one type crap. Um, they but they announced a whole series on dark droids. It's a horror field epic. That's <laughs> like, all right. All right. Yeah. Um, I will probably read these. Um, I'll probably read them. I guess. I guess I think I have to. I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll. I eventually they, they give out those free subscriptions every once in a while. So I think I'll actually probably end up reading it there. But uh, hey, if, if it ends up giving us new possible crew for uh, for ships in Star Wars. Yeah, why not? I'm all for it. Now, the next thing which I found actually very exciting yes. is they're going to put Return of the Jedi in the theaters. And I missed Empire Strikes Back because of COVID. Oh, man. We did not go because of COVID because we were being very, uh, very safe at that point. With COVID gone, this is a dream. Like, to me, this is, I, I don't know. Um, when I grew up, they re-released all these when I was in middle school. And I got to see them all in the theater. And 
my father was never like huge Star Wars fan. Like he liked Star Trek and Star Wars, but he it was just like a eh, you know, like these are like Casual. my yeah. Casual. My father liked sci-fi movies, in fairness. Like that's that, that was his favorite genre of movies was sci-fi movies, so we watched them. Um I mean, I grew up watching Star Wars at a very young age. But when they came into the theater, it was like a must have to go see. And those tickets sold so fast. Like I made oh, my yeah. mother take me down <laughs> to get them <laughs> because I wanted to go that bad. And my father hates movie theaters because they were too loud for him. So this is super exciting. I have not gotten tickets yet. I have to look at that when I get paid this Friday. I get paid this Friday. Thank God. Um, and I will be getting them for her, whoever in my family wants to go. Because being able to see this on the big screen again, just, I don't know. It just, it's like a dream come true. And like, I will tell you if our, if celebration actually ran like a weekend, like one month a year, they just ran each of the three movies every year. I would go every year and see them. I don't know. Yeah. Some of it's nostalgia for me and some of it's just because I think those movies are actually that good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Ben. I mean, I I would. Um, and so they have an IMAX theater where I'm at and where I actually went to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I'm going to tangent a little bit. It was a fun movie. Uh, great time. I brought my kids and my nephews and niece with us. Uh, just had a blast. But anyway, um, hold on. Hold on. We were asked how many ladders we have i actually own three ladders one really shitty ladder that i got from my father that falls apart i own like one really tall i don't know it's like two stories worth ladder and then like a really another like medium short one that i use in case the house starts on fire i have an obligatory ladder uh, that was given to me by my job so i've never actually paid for it um but uh and it's collecting rust in one of my cars right now <laughs> <laughs> well you should probably get that out Letter, letters are very valid things jj anyway. yeah but what are, what am i gonna do climb onto nothing <laughs> don't you have a house don't you use a ladder you gotta clean your gutters don't you uh no man i guess i have gutters in north carolina not all the house i'm technically in a townhome right now so i mean unless i i get out a 40 foot ladder which hell no um i i yeah not doing it <laughs> so can i can i tell an uh, i'm going to tell a tangent story here when i was younger we had my parent my parents bought an old farmhouse right and we had this old ass like 1980s 1970s like metal ladder like the one where they had the little clips why are we talking about ladders who <laughs> <laughs> Nickel City achieved the derailment. There you go. <laughs> but we have we had this ladder and it had those little hooks and you would like so it would be like one tall ladder and then you would like lift it up and it would hook and then you would lift it up again and it would hook. And we used to have storm windows and and screens. And when I was younger, and my father, I'm a big I'm a big person. My father was a big person. My father used to carry two storm windows up in his armpits and then climb the ladder all the way up to like the second story of our house. And then my job as, as the young male, as the oldest child was to stand there as my father held one in his armpit and took the other one and lifted it up to me so that I could grab the fucking storm window and pull it in and hopefully not drop it on him or on the ladder while the whole, I mean, this is, you know, this is an old ass, like again, early eighties ladder that like, you know, creaks and moves and, and so I'm here, I'm holding this like 45, 50 pound window as like an eight year old, hoping my father doesn't drop it and die. And then I have to hold it and get it in there. And then he takes the ladder and I'm dead serious. And he does the hopping motion like this. And oh he hops to the next window over and sticks the other one in there for my sister or myself to grab onto the other one. And then he latches it and then he hops back and latches the other one. As a person who <laughs> sees people fall from the roots <laughs> on ladders, that is a horrifying story, bro. <laughs> Golly. Oh. oh my gosh. Heck no. Heck no. 
Well, anyway, back to Return of the Jedi. Um, I'm sure that the second I come back from seeing that movie in IMAX, I'm going to want to play the Return of the Jedi uh, pack that's going to come out. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to have to play it. Just going to have to, Ben. Yeah. Um, well, think about it this way. Like with that Return of the Jedi, I didn't know it was coming in IMAX, I guess. I, I, I did not see that. So um, I guess I'm going to have to do that. But, 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 but that Return of the Jedi game. Remember the Return of the Jedi Super Nintendo game? Yes. I have that game. Nice. It sucks. I will play it, though. Yeah, sure. All right. And then the other uh, piece of information that we got here from uh, Celebrations was the second trailer, the final trailer for Jedi Survivor. Man, that looks so good. I cannot wait to play that game. It's going to be absolutely great. Uh, we're going to get a Rancor battle on there. Um, and they did mention companion play, right? Yes. A Rancor battle, companion play, and the final trailer that has not just one, not two, but three companion scenes inside of it. Oh, I man. And, and the bet, I don't know if you watch. Okay. I don't know if you watch this. All right. So. Another little weird tangent, but remember the, I don't know the guy's name. I have no idea who the hell that guy is, but there's a guy that does the, that was in the interviews that you complained about when he interviewed Anthony Daniels. Yeah. And whatever that guy was, that guy's name. X or Eckerts. Okay. Yeah. I believe he did the interview with the actor from fallen. Um, yes. Jedi. Jedi? Order. Yeah. And that that guy trolled him, and I don't know if he did it on purpose, but he trolled him about a poncho, like to the point where that the guy goes, "Seriously, can you stop?" Like he's like like on air, he just was like getting all pissed off because every like like they told them they told the actor they were not going to talk about the poncho, and that guy literally would not shut up about a poncho, and he was wearing a poncho. It was hilarious. Like I thought that was like the, to me that was the best thing ever. And it would like it just kind of felt like payback for giving C3PO all that shit, you know, like, like, why are you doing this? You know, who thought that was a good idea? Yep, but um, I am very excited. I actually just finished the Resident Evil 4 remake um, and I'm on my second playthrough for it. So when this comes out, I'll be through my second playthrough and ready to tackle um, some 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 Jedi's. Maybe we get some crossplay going, and uh, you know, maybe stream something. I'm just saying, we could if we could figure out how to do the audio so that you can join in the audio. If they let us do companions together, oh fuck yeah, hell yeah, man! All right, the next two before we get into Andor and Ahsoka, which we will get to. The next two is the Acolytes and Skeleton Crew. Here's something I didn't know. Right, so right now the Acolytes is coming in 2024. Not till the end of the year, though. They have four episodes recorded officially. They said that this show is going to be in the villain perspective per se, and there's going to be a Wookiee Jedi. Okay, so automatically, Barisophi is the Acolyte, and the Wookiee Jedi is the one from Bad Batch. Possibly, but the also I thought this was coming from the end of the new or the end of the High Republic. Oh, okay, that makes a big difference. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I do not know a hundred percent if this is. And again, I could be wrong, but the understanding I got was not. Stop with the. Is not the is not that it's going to be the Wookiee Jedi that we know and love. There is okay. a Wookiee Jedi, by the way, in High Republic. In High Republic, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot his name, but yeah, you're right. He, there is one in there. Yes. So I became a little bit more excited for the Acolyte than I was before, um, just because if they're going to put this at, from a villain perspective, that's something we have not had in Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like this is encouraging me to finally go into my new Repu my high republic books and actually start uh going through them i'm still at the end of my last book with thrawn uh it's been fantastic by the way and uh and high republic is probably the next thing although i do want to go through alphabet squadron as well but i think high republic is calling me 
Yeah, and I'm on the last two books that were released at the beginning of the year for High Republic. Yeah. So I have two hours left on the one, and then the full other book in the second one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I read the Alphabet Squadron. I don't know. That was a while ago when they first came out. I think. Um, yeah. Oh, they were pretty good. I might maybe I'll go back and read them. I don't know. I don't like them. I like the Aftermath trilogy. Um, more than I thought I would, and I actually intended to go back and reread um Aftermath again. Um But I don't know, I might have to reread Thrawn so I can get angry about it. But we'll get back <laughs> we'll get to that in a few minutes. Skeleton All Crew right. was the next one that they talked about. They essentially explained that the show is about kids that are getting lost. Jude Law showed up for an interview, and he's the mentor to these kids, and he's at minimum force sensitive Ooh, okay the highlight that i heard about was thane the pirate the thane like from thane the Mandalorian. oh all right okay i uh so he was the lieutenant for gorian shard right is that yes what you're about? okay yeah he is in this i did not i could not find anybody at all at all that had the elite uh, trailer. Yeah. From I was celebration for it. Yeah. I, wow, had, that's, so it's live action then, right? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Oh yes. And I, when I'm not a big Jude law fan personally, like I, he, I could take him or leave him. Um, but a force sensitive mentor and then the pirates coming back. All right. I'm, I'm in for some. I'm I'm in for this. See some Corsair action, right? Yes. Nice. The next one is the Andor panel. They did have an Andor screening. I did get to see it broken up into weird little bits. Um, it is nothing but a bunch of like pictures. Basically, it was nothing really fancy. Um, but essentially, the it will release. Um next year during the summer or August, they did not officially say which there is a micro trailer out there that will eventually get released. I guess the end of it with ends with Andy and Andy basically chanting one way out. So they didn't have a lot of information on it. It was a very short portion of that panel. Um, they did do some interviews throughout the um, three days or four days where they did interview different pieces. Like in, and he got like a whole panel that was just himself for a little while. Um, I am insanely hyped for this. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, obviously it's going to be three episode jumps uh, to get us to finally end at rogue one. Yeah, as I understand, they're going to start four years after the events of season one, like right before Rogue One starts. I sure I, I all I know is that every three episodes is like a time jump every three episodes. So okay. that at least that's what they said in the recap videos and stuff like that. Interesting. OK, so I'm not excited that it's going to be next year that we get it, though. I really wanted it. Christmas time this year. That's what I really want. Um, yeah, no, it was going to happen. They, they, they're only going to do like a season once a year for any of these series. Like it's just, it's just a standard right now for, for what Disney does. So yeah. Yep. Now we got an official trailer for Ahsoka. Yes. Yes. Super, super excited. Uh, this came out pretty much day one. I remember waking up and starting up my computer to go to to, uh, to start loading up my work stuff. And then all of a sudden, bam, as soon as I put a Star Wars celebration, I just caught it at the right time when they just premiered it. And oh, my God, I was so blown away by this. Uh, my main gripe, though, is a loath cut. So if it looks like ever, a gremlin, if you ever gone to Galaxy's Edge, they actually had sold a bunch of loath cats there right there they were smaller uh they had like a whole different design and stuff and they actually look very much like the animated versions uh from rebels right and when i look at this and i'm like 
what did they do to the load cat? Like, why did they have to have a redesign <laughs> to it? Why? It was perfect the way it was. But still, excited to see the load cat. And man, uh, last, I, last I remember at the end of Rebels, uh, Sabine has short hair, right? Yes. So it probably uh, some time has passed since that scene, I would assume, or at least right before it. Yes. So my guess is we're going to get like a Mando style time jumps in, in, in Ahsoka. We're going to get some flashbacks. Um, they're going to have some obviously after and some before. This is obviously the after because you know where she's at, right? Uh, I, the room looks familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. So the, I believe she is at, uh, what's his face's, um, like weird dormitory thing that he lived in. Uh, Ezra, you talking yes. about Ezra's place yes. in Lothal, his family. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's that what this sense. looks like. Yeah. And that would explain all the different drawings and everything in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, obviously she still has her Mando helmet. Now, if you look at the second picture here, and I blew it up down here, there is rumor that there is a lightsaber back there. Yes. And that would actually make sense, right? Because at the end of Rebels, uh, before Ezra goes and spoilers, if you have not seen Rebels, I highly recommend it. Um, first season, you can skip part of it but it's just basically world building um basically leading to end of season one but from season the end of season one on rebels is just a fantastic show highly highly recommend you watch it uh before the series comes out but anyway spoilers um at the end of rebels uh thrawn shows up and threatening to basically destroy the the city of lothal uh, the city on Lothal where they were at and Ezra surrenders himself to Thrawn and right before he decides to go he gives Sabine his lightsaber um, to hang on to because he tells her I'll be back for it and then he proceeds to go on to Thrawn Star Destroyer and basically from then on they don't see Ezra from that point on so to me it would make sense that she kept that lightsaber and I'm willing to bet that she kept up her training that she got from wielding the Darksaber to use that lightsaber while Ezra is away. Yes. So then we have Hera. We also had, I did throw these pictures in there because everybody's probably seen it, but Hera's chasing something with our favorite droid or my favorite droid of all times, Chopper, who has a higher body count than pretty much anybody <laughs> than... Except for those that murdered planets or Death Stars. So there, there is a, a, a and I and I kind of wish we had the photos on there. So in that particular sequence, there's a there's a point where we see that um, that Ahsoka drops down, and there's a basically what looks like a um, a decommissioned site, uh, very similar to what we saw in Jedi uh, Fallen Order, where they're breaking down all the Venators, except we're seeing the deconstruction of uh imperial star destroyers in the background and what i believe is that that ship or that round thing that Hera was shooting at is an imperial shield generator that they got from the top of one of those uh one of the bridges of the star destroyer hmm. and it could be i mean which would make sense because if you watched um <laughs> i i don't i don't know how much we're allowed to spoil like a Mando, or but there's scenes in Mando that show similar type things. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're just gonna stop there because it Mando's pretty new still. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now the next is we get two Siths, two new Siths with orange blades for whatever reason. Which Are means, they Sith though? Huh? Are they Sith? They're Sith or they're evil. How about that? Um, we're just gonna say that. Like. It's an, orange it's an orange lightsaber, and they're attacking the resistance. I don't know. Until they get the yellow eyes, I don't think they, they're Sith, man. It's like a mark. <laughs> I don't know. But both of these characters, who we don't know where they come from, essentially, have orange lightsabers and do bad. Yeah, we definitely get some scenes of them uh, fighting Ahsoka for one and two, uh, attacking 
a uh a, what looks like to be a republic ship right because they're, they're going through like a sequence basically that kind of very uh very familiar uh it kind of looks like the ending sequence of rogue one where vader goes in uh to try to get the plans and uh like mows down a bunch of uh uh rebel uh troopers in there and we kind of see something very similar in that flash scene there of him just mowing down some uh some rebels so it's uh it's it's gonna be really interesting to see this menace now do you think that these guys are associated with Thrawn? no no i think i'm gonna go out on the the limb here and say no all right Now, the next picture that I had, and this one I'm very excited for, even though I think it's just a bullshit throwback, is we have all the senators. So we have Senator Malwood, Senator Rodriguez, Senator Mon Mothma, Senator Kazuto, and Sen- and Grand Senator, and I don't remember his name, so I didn't put it in there. <laughs> we have Kazuto. This is... Kaz's father before yeah. this From is Hosnian Kaz's Prime. father right here. This like clearly is depicting that time period from resistance. And yeah. maybe this is just a nod to the resistance show. But if they bring in and tie the resistance show into Ahsoka, oh man, holy crap, that's going to be amazing. I mean, it would be pretty awesome to see uh, at least some some references over to that, as we know that uh, it was definitely one of Filoni's lesser seen series, uh, the Star Wars Resistance show that they showed uh, on uh, on Disney XD for a while. Um, but it would be awesome to at least see some references on there. Uh, I mean, imagine seeing Major Von Reich in the background or something like that. Oh my <laughs> like, God. That'd be, you have no be idea. Pretty awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. If we get Major Von Reich, holy shit. And who did who else did they have at celebration this week? Oh, Bryn from Tarth. That's right. Yeah. Who is not Bryn from Tarth in Star Wars? No, it's uh, yeah, Captain Phasma. That's right. Captain um, Phasma. Yeah. We have Captain Phasma got an interview. Now, here's Tanner just reaching into the, the abyss here. <laughs> we can see Phasma come back. I'm so excited. Like, Oh, I love Phasma. I thought Phasma got such a bad, bad rap from those, the, the movies. Bringing yeah. her back. Even if they it's see one episode cameo, cameo yeah. would just make my day. Yeah, that would be, be pretty awesome. Although I think we probably won't see them until much, much later, um, just based on the timeline for this. But uh, one of the biggest things on the trailer is just Ahsoka making the reference to uh, what we know is going to be the big bad for this particular series is Thrawn. And we get that that uh, that scene of him just walking towards the entrance of the cockpit there and naming him as the heir to the Empire, which is huge for anybody. Yeah. Where is that has- from? from from the original yes. extended universe or the old extended universe before Disney took over uh, as a series of books there. And part of that series, the first one was heir to the empire that first introduced Thrawn mm-hmm. to the star Wars universe back then before the Disney takeover and the recanonization of everything. Uh, man, when I first heard that, I was like, yes, yes. And then I was just hoping to hear about the seven fleet and about Paleon and like all of that. And I'm just so excited, man, to see how they uh, portray this. And the biggest part, of it is Lars Mikkelsen taking the role of Grand Admiral Thrawn. He was the voice of Grand Admiral Thrawn during the Rebels time. Uh, it was fantastic to see him um, be Grand Admiral Thrawn. I think it is a great choice and I just can't wait to see his interpretation of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Now, and and I, and I apologize because we wanted to do Mando tonight and we'll see where we get because this is huge. For me, this is huge Yeah, because Thrawn is literally my favorite Star Wars character ever, period. Like, hands down, that is, to to, to me, Thrawn is, like, Star Wars, right? Everybody, you have all your other stuff, but to me, Thrawn is the best piece of Star Wars ever created. Like, Timothy's on. 
Timothy Zahn is a genius. Now, I don't know what to think of this because they say Heir to the Empire, which is old Thrawn. And old Thrawn was very punitive, very empire-ish, very villain-ish. New Thrawn, spoiler alert, New Thrawn is conflicted, manipulative, but ultimately looking out for his people. people. I don't know which way they're going to go with it. I like New Thrawn better personally yes um i like the whole new three sets that we got i will be very highly conflicted with this now i say this because i actually read the new thrawn books before i watched rebels i didn't my kids were not interested in rebels when it came out i didn't watch it at the time um, we didn't have access to TV the same way we do now, so um, it was not as easy to, to see. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched Rebels during the pandemic because I worked from home, and then some days I had no work, so some days we just sit around and watch TV or play Animal Crossings, you know, um, or stream X Wing. That was a thing that became a thing, you know. Anyway, Thrawn to me because Thrawn is the ultimate character walks that thin line and always have. But to me, the books have portrayed Thrawn in a completely different light than ever originally meant. And I'm very conflicted in which way they're a, which way they're going to go and whether I'm going to enjoy it or not, or whether it's going to literally be an hour of Tanner's complaining every episode. <laughs> And I okay. say this, hold on, hold on, real quick. I say this because I'm a, I've been a Stephen King fan since I've been like 10 years old, 11 years old, right? Stephen King was like my world growing up. And that was my that was my introduction into literature that was not comic book related. And then that led to the Star Wars universe from there and all of that, right? Okay. I hate the majority of Stephen King movies and TV series. I'm going to have a really hard time if Thrawn becomes nothing but a leftover remnant pawn of Palpatine. Okay. So apparently we're going to have a Thrawn talk now. So, okay. I absolutely agree with you, right? You know, I would be very disappointed if they just reduce him to it. However, the main difference between, and I'm going to use your example of Stephen King and what they have here is that we at least have some sort of continuity uh, for this. We know that for every time that they've included Thrawn in like the Rebel series and in the books and stuff, obviously written by Timothy Zahn directly, Timothy, Don, Timothy Zahn has always had uh, at least been been consulted in how Thrawn would be, how it would work or how he would react in certain situations throughout the process for here. I have no doubt in my mind that for... Um, for the Ahsoka series, this will also be the same thing. He already has a rapport with John Favreau and with uh, Dave Filoni, um, and this is his baby. You know, Thrawn is his character, and I would, I, and them being big Star Wars fans, I'm absolutely positive that they will take the time to explore that particular part of the story and make sure that it comes to a satisfying conclusion. Now. There is a bit of a spoiler. We do know that in addition to the Ahsoka series, they did um, reveal that there will be a movie directed by Dave Filoni, which will culminate all these ties between the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and the Rebels for um, for this part of the of the Star Wars universe for this timeline. Um, and we know that Thrawn will be the big bad for that. So we'll know that essentially that the Ahsoka series is the lead up for that big movie, basically setting up everything or the chain of events that will culminate in that movie ending there for you. So hopefully 
as the series progresses for Ahsoka, we get to see a little bit more um, to see what exactly happened to Thrawn and Ezra after the end of Rebels and why he's known now as the heir to the Empire. I mean, at this point now where we're at, we know that Battle of Jakku has happened. The vast majority of the Empire has left over to the Unknown Regions, and I guess Thrawn has come back from wherever the hell he went and is taking over the remains of what's left of the Empire. Now, in that scene uh, that we have where he's uh, basically walking to the command ship, it kind of does look like Mandalore to me. It looks like a, that area where Bo-Katan had her castle and, you know, it looks gloomy and looks hilly and stuff like that. That's the only thing that makes sense for me. I mean, it could be a brand new planet that we're looking at. So what if Thrawn is already on like the area of Mandalore and he sends in those squadrons, right? We know that Thrawn is a very, very big proponent of having fleets with large squadrons to help him supplement that. Maybe we've already seen his hand already in the series already before with uh, with Mando. Um, All right. And I, I told you this was going to happen. I told you that because here's where we go back to the books. And I, and I guess I'm, I don't care any longer. If you, if you, if it's taking you this long to read the books, we're just going to like, I'm just going to have this conversation now in the books. Thrawn does not act like a dictator, like a, like even how you see him in rebels, like he does certain things per se, that eludes you to think that he's evil, but in the long run, it's because they're necessary evils to conceal something or a bigger plan. He has right. ultimately here to essentially assess the threat of Palpatine. That's what he's here for. They make that very clear in the books. He is here to assess this threat. Uh, okay. So, in the you know, we're we're gonna dive deep in here. So, the alliances book, right? Or, Greg, sorry, where's is Greg? It... Greg, Greg, if you're still here, you need to join me in the chat room. <laughs> Fuck's sake, we need to school JJ here. Okay, so in the alliances book, if I'm not mistaken, that should be the last book of the first three books that came out, right? We get that uh, that whole scene where, uh, and spoilers for anybody who hasn't read it, Thrawn is taken away from the. The events that are going on in Rebels uh, before he has to go back to, for the ending, and he has to deal with um, with the the plans for the Death Star for some of the materials being stolen, and we get uh, essentially where we get the Defender Vader uh, from from there. That's the first time Vader gets into the Defender and uh, pilots it, and there's a whole thing there. Thrawn's loyalty is comes into question into that book because the existence of the Chiss ascendancy uh, becomes known to the Empire and it reveals that he still has his loyalty to the Chiss and he is directly questioned, are you loyal to the Empire? And he says, can I not be loyal to both? And Thrawn is not a person who, who minces around his words. He... He basically says what he means, right? Unless he's going to intentionally, like, it's very, very few times where he basically obscures his meaning or what he's saying. He's a very direct person for it. So if he's been pressured here directly and he's gone through all these steps to ascend and make the Empire better, to me it stands that he does have, he, while he has undying loyalty for his race, he does have loyalty to the Empire itself. And just in the moments of his weakness where he's cracked and lost that control that he has on him, uh, on his own personal self, it's easy to, to see that his time with the Empire has corrupted him at least a little bit okay. and changed his, oh, change his, his attitude, no. uh, attitude right. a little bit. So fine. Maybe it's a change. In the I'm last, not saying it's a complete change. In, I'm just saying it's a little, little In the last prequel... I guess I'm I'm gonna have to go back and figure out how to put spoiler warnings and all this shit. <laughs> okay. In the prequels, he says this: "My job is to protect the ascendancy and the Chiss people. Whatever it costs to achieve that goal, I will pay." Now, that lends you to again feel right that he's here to protect. And again, fuck you. I'm sorry. Like if you haven't read these books by now. JJ, I don't care anymore. 
like you're I'm, I'm like almost done with the last book so that's okay I'm okay <laughs> sorry like i hate spoiling things for people i really don't like it but i i don't know what else to do in the last book the very last scenes of what they do will come into play in just a second but he says these things right and if you go back and look at the original series where they find thrawn right and he meets they go they do the throwbacks where he meets anakin before he's vader yeah spoiler alert from 40 years ago <laughs> and you know he he does all those things and he remembers anakin when he comes back to the system he was scouting and you go back to all the threats that he accomplished he violated chiss protocol he violated all these protocols to save this race this species for no fucking reason other than he felt that was the right thing to do. It, that is not a villainous mamatra ever. And so, again, his loyalty goes back to his people. The, the idea that they portray in the books is that we have Thrawn, we have all these people that are farther than the Outer Rim. That these people are outside of this whole other universe. So we have like two separate universe that to some extent exist both of them with the force in different ways in the last set of series they explain what skywalkers are and yeah. how they work yeah essential to the force mm -hmm. hence why actually the jedis and the jedi order are in the sith order are all geniuses like this even though all this other area is more technologically advanced spiritually or whatever you want to call it the area where we have the inner rim and the outer rim and the mid rim these people are spiritually more intelligent than where Thrawn comes from okay because of the chaos yeah sure whatever you want to call whatever it is and, and and again we that's a whole that's a whole like another hour-long conversation we could actually have we could actually just get rid of our X-Wing podcast and just talk Star Wars more, <laughs> and I would be ecstatic by that. Yeah. If you all want to support that, uh, subscribe to us on Patreon and tell us this is what we want you to do instead of X-Wing. Um, but going back to Thrawn, so the very end of the books of Thrawn is essentially Thrawn being ejected from society. It's a fucking elaborate ruse, JJ. It's yeah. a ruse to stick him because they feel there is a larger threat and they there's an illusion that Palpatine might have actually somehow had a puppet or been stringing somebody in these far out universe that Palpatine's actually so fucking powerful that somehow he's infiltrated this area as a scouting measure uh so i mean you're saying that palpatine would have orchestrated the the whole plot line for the gris coming in trying to take over the ascendancy in that I, part of the i'm universe. not advocating that he has done that but that that is a probability that he could have or that he was somehow involved and that's what thrawn figured out is that this threat here that they're all seeing that they all ignored and now they want to see is an even larger threat because if Palpatine wins in universe one, Palpatine's goal is to expand to universe two, which means we have a universe three and a universe four and blah, 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 blah. Yes. Okay. And the whole reason Thrawn is sent. The whole reason. And the, the other thing I want in next wing is Admiral. Arlani. Arlani. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I want that. And if I don't get that there and I get it in Armada, I will just stop playing X-Wing and only play Armada. Um, <laughs> you've heard it from me first. And and, and give me Vantos. Your Vanto. Eli Vanto. Yeah. Yep. So give me give me Vanto. Uh, anyway. Actually, I would love to see him show up in the Ahsoka show. Like that would be fantastic if he shows up. I don't think he will though, because he was sent back. Yeah, he was I sent believe, over to Arlani. But, my belief yeah. is that he was sent before the Rebels stuff took place. And yes, yes. yes I understand that Thrawn yeah. has to create this image. The Rebels image of Thrawn is not the image you get from the books. And after the last series, and I'm sorry, I'm going to harp on this, but after the last series and the, the 
the culmination of how they tie all nine books together. To me, that's where we get this whole conflicting view of what Thrawn is. Now, could Filoni and all these assholes just be trolling Tanner? And and that it's going to be like, they're going to have an Ahsoka show where they're like, here's the big bad. And then next thing you know, we're going to get a movie that comes out that Thrawn's like, hey guys, I just had to play the bad person. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yes, exactly. not just Bones. If they put Thrawn in Shatterpoint, like, yep, yeah, hands, hands down. I, I, <laughs> I, they already announced Hondo this weekend. So I'm already, like, moving towards buying Shatterpoint. So, yeah, that, yeah, me too. <laughs> that, I, let's, let's stick, let's go back to the thing. This is where I, I'm conflicted. And this is, I told you this would be a long conversation because to me, this is huge. Because if you violate what nine books have spent to set up an evil Thrawn that goes back to the hair of the empire where he's more of a two dimensional character. I have a problem with that. So, I mean, all right. So he, here's, here's my reasons for why it may happen. Of course, this is all just speculative, right? So, okay. Number one, his main reason for joining the empire right is to gain the technological advantages that that this part of the galaxy has we've already established that in the books that he's taken technology from other races to help improve the chess namely the shield generator that he got from anakin uh, during the time of the clone wars and some of the other uh improvements to like the hole and the static uh the static shield that they they and the bombs they did, and the bombs and stuff right he goes very heavily into the TIE Defender project because he believes that the role of a starfighter to escort a capital ship is very, very huge. Um, it's particularly in that part of the galaxy where they're, they outnumber capital ships. And he felt that that was a, a weakness that needed to be justified. And I believe, you know, when you take a look at what the when you compare it to the books and what we read about the Chiss Ascendancy, um, that is the one thing that they didn't have. They really did not have like a dedicated fighter force to help support their capital ships. So Thrawn identifies that as a weakness. So, so far, from Thrawn's point of view, the Empire, the established government that's on there, is working to his advantage so that way he can get as much technological advantage to support the Chiss for it. Everybody else that stands against it or tries to basically tear that down gets into the way of him obtaining that technology or developing technology to eventually help his own people there now let's take it a step further he has his perceived attempts on his life from the rebels and he now sees the full potential that these rebels can do i mean Ezra being able to summon basically a fleet a fleet of purple to come <laughs> in and take out Flying an entire wheels. fleet that is well outside of the realm of what Thrawn could have predicted. Not to mention his encounter with the Bendu, being able to predict his his defeat and demise. Now Thrawn is encountering forces that he himself could not factor in and calculate for ahead of time. This is the one of the very few defeats he's had, you know, between the books and now this. Now he realizes that this rubble threat is real. So now he has to formulate a plan like he always does to try to handle it just like he did with um with all the other invaders during his time in the with the chiss uh coming in and making a threat to his empire he can potentially perceive these rebels as a potential threat because he does not quite identify with their cause right for them you know from a rebel's point of view they're fighting for freedom whatever from thrones point of view they're just trying to overthrow the order that's established so but but thrawn those are those are potential thrawn has gone work towards overthrowing the order that has established just in a different manner he okay. does the same thing though. i i get that but he we see the steps that it takes to get to that conclusion right he does his investigation reaches out to locals and talk to them and stuff like that he doesn't do the same during the time of rebels he does he just does it yes he he gains admiration and respect for his opponents which we we see with with the nighthawk and of course with the rebel screw with hera and stuff like that and he respects them as adversaries but he never identifies with their cause 
in the books, he identifies with causes that are similar to that. Yeah, but were they his opponents or were they victims of the opposing cause? Rebels are victims of the opposing cause, for Christ's sake. No, 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 no. Yes. I'm talking about. No, no. Where are you a Nazi? What the hell? The, the no, empire no. is an oppressive regime. What is wrong with you? I understand that, but the fact is, is that he's collaborating with them to develop this. If you, no. if you take that premise, if you take that premise of him uh, sympathizing with the correct cause, right? Why didn't he go to the rebels to help him out? Why didn't he develop the side defender for the rebels to help overthrow the empire? Obviously, the rebels could have obviously used that help. He could have been working okay. with all, right, all the, the mountain cows. Okay. Hold on, hold on. You want to know why? You really want to know why? You want to know what? what my answer to that is? What? Because the evolution of Star Wars has surpassed Rebels and some of these other theory previous theories that when we get the Thrawn books, we have a more actual, true, evolved essence of, of, of what happens. That there is not that many people that were supportive of the Empire. And if you understand Thrawn's backstory through all the goddamn fucking books we just got, I understand that. He However, would have he would have empathized with the rebels if the fucking show had come out before the or after the books. We would have a completely different story. Okay, but we from what is established from the last part <laughs> of his story that we have currently right now, which is rebels. I understand all the books, and I agree with you on that point. I don't disagree on that point, but based on the actions that he took during the times of rebels, it shows that he clearly supports the empire. But His loyalty is to the empire. The books. I understand that. Down. I understand that. However, I'm just saying that I, his current, I, his current trajectory based on what we've seen so far shows him supporting the empire. But would it not be easier for Filoni and all these other motherfuckers that get paid millions of dollars to do this shit? We should just write Star Wars because we're unpaid <laughs> cocksuckers. Would it not be easier? We are, folks, you are hearing future Star Wars developers and story writers right here. Would it not be easier to correct the, the Rebel saga by basically changing Thrawn to say he's not the big bad of everything? That all of this has this larger underlying motive that culminates into him essentially setting up the resistance, helping Ray, creating this whole future process with Leia. That 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 this that's all part of it versus being some fucking Palpatine puppet wannabe. I mean, come on. It's short easier answer. to correct that. Short answer. Thrones a cool villain, man. Just saying. Fuck. Fuck you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on because I'm pissed at JJ, and uh, we have a few more things to talk about, and then we're going to end the show for tonight. Um, so the last the last thing that we know, other than when the next celebration will be, is that we have three new movies coming out. One directed by James Marig Manig Marigold. Manigold. One directed by Filoni and one directed by Shareem. And I'm not going to even try to say any of the last names because I'm not good at that shit. So we have three new movies that um, uh, Kathleen essentially has told us are in the works. Now, we don't know where they're at in the works. We have no idea. We just know that these three are in the works. We know that one of them is going to be set in the past. So not just Bones, when we talk about the Old Republic, when we talk about these things, there is officially going to be a movie that sets even before those times. They're going to talk about um, essentially where fo the Force came from, which I'm not super excited about, but that's fine. We'll see. <laughs> um, because if we look at where the Force is, it just has always been there. It's and now we're going to get into like an evolution adaptation conversation um, and why I believe in like objective morality, but I'm not religious. And, and, and there's, a, there's, there's like a whole philosophical conversation we could literally have. We could actually 
I, and I studied a lot of philosophy. We could literally spend an hour having a philosophical conversation about the force. And maybe we should do that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should do that. Um, I, I don't screw, screw Josh Whedon. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's going to have re, high Republic stuff, possibly, possibly look at where the force was created, all that stuff. Then, like we said earlier, Filoni is essentially going to wrap up all of the Disney uh, Plus series minus Andor because Andor, we know where that wraps up. Um, and we they're going to essentially move all of these, and I don't believe you that Thrawn's the big bad. My belief is that Thrawn will be the good guy in the long run. Um, but essentially, this is where they're going to have the send-off for all those series, which... Again, if we look at how they've treated Marvel and allowed Marvel to have their different phases, to me, this is going to be kind of the end of the phase for them in, in 2025 um, or 2026. That's that's kind of going to be where that end of the phase is. And then the last film, which I'm most excited about, is the recreation of the Jedi Order. And guess who's going to be there? Daisy Ridley. Yes. 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 Excited. Yes. Super and, excited. And as much as I hate Finn and X-Wing, I really hope Finn comes back. Like, I yes. really hope we get Finn back. I hope we get a Poe back. I hope we get all sorts of characters that come back. Um, and my daughter and I had a conversation about how expensive it would be to make. I have a white vehicle to make it a BB-8 car if that happens. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. Honestly, though, like uh, just a note on the final film, I am excited to see uh daisy ridley come back as ray in a new film that's set 15 years after the end of episode nine but honestly i do wish that they did take the time to help establish that part of the timeline um probably by having like a disney plus series to help world build a little bit more because again you know the the sequel trilogy just felt a bit rushed in terms of the timeline i mean we have two movies that essentially happen happen back to back from each other and then there's a big time skip uh to i believe five years later after the events of episode eight um and just not a lot of world building of what's going on around the galaxy around that time um it, it would be nice to have something to start filling in the gaps and probably we'll start hearing about more projects as that that comes along um but i just want you know we start seeing the 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 just the whole production quality in terms of the script that's written for a lot of these disney plus shows they're just a higher quality than what we've been getting from the movies so i'm just hoping that they help redeem that part of the of that timeline with just better writing and, and probably a little bit more world building so you can get a little more involved into those movies and that way it's a, a great experience yeah, and I agree with you. I kind of do hope we get some of that ahead of time, but we'll see. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a possibility, JJ. I do think it is. I just don't know if I would you walk straight into the dark side. What are you talking about? You're you're going you're going crazy in the chat. Um <laughs> I do think I do think there will be some other things and we we don't know the timeline, so we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if there's anything else being written and produced at that time. We don't know. So, but what we do know is they're going to skip a year and we're not going to have a celebration. And now some of us have to figure out how to crowdfund uh, to go to Japan <laughs> exactly. in two years. So if anybody would like to donate, uh, you know, like $5,000 to Tanner, I will happily go and report everything uh, that happens. I mean, AMG could also have Worlds at Celebration in 2025. So if you earned a Worlds invite, you get to go to Japan. Yeah, so they're going to be like, oh, 90% of you can pay for your own travel to go to Japan. <laughs> like, I would happily go to Europe and probably pay some money to do that. Not Japan. Japan is that, you know, Japan's not cheap to go to, right? No, it's not. No, like, it's like it's, San Francisco, basically. Like, if we're not, we're not talking like we're not talking like you know it's gonna cost two or three thousand dollars. It's like a six to ten thousand dollar trip. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. my daughter told me she might get into Star Wars if she could go with me to Japan. So, heck yeah, bro. And I said, honey, at ten thousand dollars, I'll happily go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's a dick thing to say, but I mean, oh man, that'd be awesome. Uh, man. Anyway. 
Whew. All right. Well, that was our very elongated uh, Tanner gets pissed at JJ for his wanting Thrawn to be a villain commentary. Thank you all for joining us tonight. <laughs>